One, two, three hours, 29 minutes. Three hours and 29 minutes of movie. And folks, not bad. Hey, maybe this will kick off a new thing on all these platforms we have. Netflix, Amazon Prime, Pluto. Oh, there's a lot. Crackle. Got all of them. Hulu. Three hours and 29 minute film. Epic. Long. Worth it. I thought, hmm. Three, I, first of all, I was shocked that this movie was available already on Netflix. I had no idea that Netflix, this was their baby. No clue. I heard this movie was coming out like a year ago. About a year ago. A buddy of mine's in the movie. Not for very long. Um, George Cat, friend of mine, I've known for a while. Uh, he's a working actor. The guy's always working. I found out he's going to be in the movie. I said, wow, with De Niro and everything, I can't wait to see this movie. It's going to be great. And another reason why to watch it, right? Get to see a a friend of mine in the film. He had a very small role, uh, very small. But I did see him in the movie. Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, these guys are getting old. And it makes me feel old. But they're still so goddamn good, aren't they? They're so good. Al Pacino, also just a fantastic actor. I highlighted him one of my very first episodes way back in the day. I think it was episode number six. Don't quote me on that. It's way back there. It was an okay episode. Really nice guy, Al Pacino. He was miscast in this movie. That's my opinion. Phenomenal actor. I always give him props on his roles. I feel that as time goes on, and him getting older, he's just too loud, if that makes any sense. Over-the-top acting, he does it well. He's just not Jimmy Hoffa. He looks nothing like Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa was Irish. Pacino's Italian. And that's another thing, too. Robert De Niro is Italian, and he plays an Irish guy, the Irishman. Okay. They're Italian, and I don't care how great they are and how Martin Scorsese and you are buddies. Awesome. And I know how these directors love to work with the same people over and over again. I get it. But if it doesn't work for the film... Hire somebody else. Have De Niro play another role. Pacino was so miscast as Hoffa. It almost ruined it for me. But I looked past that. And I did enjoy the film. Three hours and 29 minutes. I sat my ass down. And I watched it from beginning to end. In pretty much one night. I mean I almost got there. It was like 1.30 in the morning. I had a lot of interruptions. The wife was away on uh, work. She was away for the whole week. 
And I had to take care of the kids on my own. And I did. So I had a lot of distractions. I had to sort of, you know, take care of the kids. So that three hours and 29 minutes was actually like five hours for me. And it got to be like 1.30 in the morning. I couldn't finish it. So it was like 10 minutes left. And I was able to finish it the next night. It was good. I, hey, I'm looking down on IMDb here. I think it's uh, 8.2 out of 10. That's phenomenal. Really good movie. An epic film. Um, I want to bring up the fact that it was on Netflix. And... I knew the movie was coming out and I see this ad now available on Netflix and I'm like, wait a minute. It came out in the theater like a couple of months ago. Wait, I'm confused. That makes no sense. How did that happen? How did it get on Netflix so quick? Had to do research on this. Uh, Netflix produced it or allowed it. Netflix allowed the film to be made through them. And doing my research on this, I found out nobody, no film studio wanted to do a film with Scorsese and De Niro. (laughs) What? We're done with you guys. That's what they... It's unbelievable if you really think about this. Okay, put your little acting movie thinking cap on. I'm going to put mine on. I got it on. No studio. Now, mind you, this isn't like a low-budget movie. Okay, so I get it. Scorsese is shopping around a film... That had a budget of over $100 million. So right off the bat, that's a lot of money, even today's standards. Another Scorsese De Niro production, $100 million? Uh, no. And that's what they kept hearing. No, 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 no. Nobody wanted to do it. So that is why Netflix said, we'll do it. That's how big Netflix is, ladies and gentlemen. If you think Netflix is in trouble, they're not. If they're able to put out a $100 million budget film, a Scorsese De Niro Pesci film. Harvey Keitel shows up as well. Who does Harvey Keitel play? He didn't have a big role. I got to check this out. Hold on. Keitel. Angelo uh, Bruno, yes, okay, Um, very small role, I mean maybe a total of 5 minutes on film, on a 3 hour and 29 minute movie, it was all De Niro baby, and Joe Pesci came out of retirement to do this film, hadn't done anything in years, was begged by Scorsese to do it, Pesci said no thanks, no thanks, Marty, no, I said no, uh, phone kept ringing. Pesci kept picking up. I think Pesci stopped picking up his phone after a few months. Scorsese kept at him. You're doing the movie. 50 times Pesci said no. Number 51 was it. He was convinced, I guess. I mean, 
I've been, oh, it's just so, this business, and how many times I've said it in my uh, episodes of this show, the business of Hollywood acting, writing, directing, producing, anything entertainment based, even when you get to the pinnacle top, like Scorsese and De Niro, they still can't get studios to do whatever the hell they want to do. You would think that no problem that Marty Scorsese, if he wanted to get a movie done, like he can get it done. Now, that's what I think. Uh, what do I know? I tried to be an actor in the late 90s. But I would just assume that if Marty Scorsese wanted to do a movie with De Niro and Pesci and Keitel and, you know, oh, Ray Romano did a phenomenal job, by the way. Ray Romano acting his ass off. I love it. Um, Anna Paquin, one of my favorite actresses. Not much of a role for her. I was disappointed. When you have somebody like an Anna Paquin in your film and her role is way below average, she hardly acted at all in the movie. What a shame. Who else is in this? Of note. Uh, you know, not really anybody else. I'll be honest with you. That was about it. Um, I'm doing this sort of like a review off the cuff. I sort of wanted to do an episode after a while. It's been months. I wanted to put something down on audio, see how it sounds. I have a new phone. It's really cool. I have the iPhone 11. I splurged. It's wonderful. And I want to get back to the fact that Scorsese had a hard time (laughs) getting this thing together. And how that blows my mind. And it should blow your mind too. How ruthless. How crazy. How... What's the word I'm looking for here? Inconceivable it is that, I mean, how is it that Netflix, (laughs) okay, this is the situation that Marty was facing, not only a big budget and studios just being done with De Niro and Scorsese, okay, it, Netflix is willing to produce it, right? They still wanted to put it out in the theaters. It just blows my mind that this movie was not in the theater. I guess it was in select theaters in Europe, I guess. Um, This is how the world is changing, by the way. And I guess it's in the contracts of movie theaters that movies have to be in the theater for at least 90 days okay before it goes on to any platform like Netflix or whatever or it goes out on videotape way back in the day or DVD there's a certain time period and Netflix 
presented that they can only have it out in theaters for 60 days. It wasn't long enough. The theaters are like, fuck that. It's not worth it for us. So that's why this movie came out right away on Netflix. I like it. For me, it's a new way of how we're going to see films in the future. Um, Maybe sooner than you think. Sooner than you think. Big, huge films that you would see in the theater, right? They may take that away. And it will be more common for you to see big budget, big films come right at you on Netflix or your other provider. In the future, I see this. I see the future. Um, not so many theaters. Theaters will go away eventually. Folks, I'm telling you, it's very sad in a way, but very true. Theaters will be a thing of the past. And you'll see a decline in live shows as well. Unfortunately, the future holds that for us. We're getting more closed off. Uh, More people are staying in their homes than going out. It's true. As far as entertainment, uh, people are going to want to stay in. I'm seeing a decline as well for me. Um, Sporting events. I used to love going to Browns games, football games. Uh, basketball games, baseball games. And I'm finding as I, maybe I'm getting older, but I'm finding I'd rather just stay in instead of battle the crowds, pay for parking and all that stuff. It's just so much easier to be at home in the comfort of your chair or couch with your own private bathroom right around the corner. And the way things are with your DVR, you can just pause things, do what you got to do, come back and restart it. Technology is incredible. Getting a little bit off topic though, but it is pertaining to what is going on in the future, what it might hold. The Irishman 2019, directed by Martin Scorsese, starring Robert De Niro. Joe Pesci and El Pacino, who looks nothing, nothing like you know who. God bless America. <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa is one hell of a character. I actually was watching interviews that he had given, not many. He did a, a phenomenal interview with uh, Dick Cavett. I watched that about an hour long. What a guy Jimmy Hoffa was. Well-spoken. In the interviews that I've seen, he doesn't seem like a loudmouth, but rumor has it he yelled a lot. He had a lot of power. He's a very smart man. And I believe Jack Nicholson's portrayal of Hoffa was good, better than Pacino's. Is Nicholson a better actor? Yeah, I think he is. Playing a real person is difficult. I told my brother that when we did the Jim Carrey episode and we talked about Carrey's um, portrayal of Andy Kaufman. And to me, there were parts of that portrayal 
that I didn't like. I didn't believe him. And it made me realize how hard it is to play real people. Because you really have something to compare it to. Oh, they didn't do that. You can't really look exactly like the other person. You could do the best job you can. But when you're playing a real person, I have high standards. I mean, we're talking about Scorsese here. Him casting Pacino in that role. And as I'm thinking, Pacino is amazing. One of the greatest actors the silver screen has ever seen. But as entertaining as he is, and Al Pacino is an entertaining personality. And it comes through in his acting. He wasn't Jimmy Hoffa. He just wasn't. He looked nothing like him. He acted nothing like him. He sounded nothing like him. Why is he playing Jimmy Hoffa? They should have called him something else. Another character. He wasn't Jimmy Hoffa. Am I being too hard on Al? Maybe. Maybe I am. But like I said, my standards are high. When you say Jimmy Hoffa, Scorsese, Pacino, those three things, and I'm not pleased with the performance, and I wasn't. There was too much Pacino in there. Getting loud and everything. Just, it bothered me a lot while watching the movie. One of the only things that bothered me. Because throughout the film, I was intrigued. I was interested. It held my attention. Uh, I wanted to see what happened to De Niro's character. And his name is Frank Sheeran. The Irishman. Tough guy. Was in the armed forces. And knew about pain. Knew about killing. Just your everyday tough guy. And that's exactly what he was. Continuing on in his life and getting involved with organized crime. And in doing so, became a part of that lifestyle. Adapted to it. Became good friends with Jimmy Hoffa. And together they would resolve problems to further gain in their way of life. Whether it's Jimmy Hoffa getting better in business in the union. And then with uh, De Niro's character... Okay, boosting his ego, making money, doing what he did best, taking control of situations, letting his emotions take over, and in doing so, able to actually murder people at will. When told, he was a hitman. And I think... Uh, One of the things that was sort of talked about and what to call this movie, they call it, of course, The Irishman. But they wanted to call it something else. And I really liked it, too. I think it was, uh, oh, so I heard that you paint houses. And that means, you know, a code for, uh, I hear that, you know, you take people out. De Niro wanted it to be called that. I hear you paint houses. Me, too. I like that title better than The Irishman. The Irishman's kind of bland. And I thought they were redoing the film about the Irishman that they tried to kill in Cleveland in the 70s. Great film, by the way. Christopher Walken was in it. Um, I watched that recently. A phenomenal movie as well. And I thought that they were remaking that. But they weren't. It's a completely different story. 
and I Hear You Paint Houses would be a much better title. I agree, De Niro. Robert De Niro is still very good. It amazes me that there are some actors that it doesn't matter whether they are in age, they haven't lost their step yet or their acting magic. De Niro still has it. Like, he gives you moments or he allows his moments to come naturally. Still, he has a process, obviously, that works well for him. Always has, always will. He may have at one point in his career early on had an issue with an emotion he was trying to play or a moment he just couldn't get past. And Anthony Hopkins stated that he struggled with this as well really early in his career. And there was a certain moment that he had on stage with himself and I believe um, someone that worked as a stage crew manager. And they were like in the distance and he was standing on the stage and he wanted to hear more clearly what the stage manager was trying to tell him. So he just moved with his body and made a movement with his legs and feet firmly planted on the ground. And it was in that moment he got something and he never forgot it. Like there was a connection with him, the floor, his feet. His ear, uh, the sound coming into his ear, everything just sort of like flowed. It made sense and there was magic. Sometimes it takes all of the elements. There was a frustration with Hopkins maybe. And in that moment, he allowed all of that stress of trying to get it right. And he just let it go for a moment and he just became or accepted where he was and allowed himself to feel and react truthfully. No bullshit really there. And when he got it, it was like the lights went on. His eyes opened. Uh, The earth moved for him artistically. What he was trying to attain in a De Niro He did the same thing because you could tell Hopkins has got it too. Like they found their secret and everybody's secret is different. De Niro is able to shed the shit and just be there. It's so hard. It seems easy. Like, oh, just be there. No, it's not. It's so hard. I've done it long time ago. I struggled so mightily. To strip and not my clothes, but they tell you like metaphorically, that's what you're doing. You're, you're tearing your clothes off, standing naked. Like they could see you all the things we hide with our clothes and our, the walls we put up our emotions and our defensive mechanisms to show we, we don't care, but we really do. All of us do. We all care at every single moment of every single day. In our lives. If you're sober. (laughs) That's why a lot of people turn to drugs and alcohol. Because it allows them to just forget. And your guard's down. But when you actually are faced with sobriety. 
and you're dealing with shit. It's so hard to protect yourself. As an actor, you can't do it. Or you better be the greatest faker ever. The greatest liar ever in the history of the world. Because you gotta show that real emotion. That's why Brando was the greatest. Because he allowed him, he was able to do it. Not too many people can. But Brando was the best at it. He was so vulnerable. James Dean as well. He was able to just, you could see their hurt. You, you could see it. That's what made them the best. The ones that could do that. And De Niro could still do it. And he showed it in The Irishman. I want to go ahead. Before I end this episode of just endless crap. That you probably are like. Whoa. What am I? An acting class? I want to do an acting school episode. One of these times. My brother Dave's like. Nobody's going to give a shit. But for me, it's therapy. It's been like over 20 years since I've gone to acting school. And I kind of wanted to talk about it. Some people might be interested. And if there's people out there who are thinking about going out to New York City in the future. Like you're pretty young or whatever. You know, you could be 30, 40, 50 and still want to act. Don't let it stop you. Um, there was an older guy that was in our class for a while. Um, he was Guatemalan. Yeah, he was in his 30s, late 30s. And, you know, people snickered. But he was living a dream or trying to do his dream. But people out there that don't know about acting school or thinking about it, not every, it's not for everybody. Uh, not everyone needs acting classes. Okay. Some people are just naturals. Some people find that just going out and doing it is enough. Um, but those interested in acting school, I thought it might be cool to talk about it. Like I said, therapy for me. But before I end this episode of The Actor's Room, episode 79. Some tidbits about this movie or this epic odyssey. Three and a half hours, man. I mean, that's a movie. Al Pacino said that the process of filming this uh, made him remember what it was like to film stuff in the 70s. Scorsese gave that old feel to it. I mean, that's nice. I was wondering if there's any other notes here I thought were pretty interesting. The whole Netflix thing I went on and on about, that was the most interesting thing that I found out I mean, there's other stuff. I mean, I could take a look here. Uh, yeah, Joe Pesci had to be, had to be, you know, swooned to do this movie. I love Joe Pesci as an actor. I think he's underrated. I mean, look at stuff like my cousin Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. You know, my cousin Vinny in Home Alone. You would think. But look at the versatility on that guy. And by the way, Joe Pesci can sing. He has like an album out or a DVD. DVD. A CD. Uh, The cast includes four Oscar winners. De Niro, Pacino, Anna Paquin, and Joe Pesci. Uh, Harvey Cattell, he's been nominated. Um, Ray Liotta wanted a role. I guess Scorsese said, sorry, nothing for you. I find that hard to believe considering there are like, I don't know, 90 
actors in this movie. Look at IMDb. There's like half of Hollywood was in this movie. I guess it was rumored that Mickey Rourke was approached to do something. And I guess that's false. I think Rourke just wanted to be in the film. But they said no. They didn't offer him anything. I love how that stuff comes out. Because Rourke probably dropped an interest or certain thing. And nobody listened. I want to do a Rourke episode very soon, by the way. Sooner than later. He's just an interesting cat. If you don't know anything about Rourke, tune in. I will probably do him next. Mickey Rourke coming at you. Soon in the actor's room. And uh, let's see here. Any other notes? Well, just the fact that De Niro and Pacino have never really acted together. They did for the very first time in Heat. That was a big deal back in the day. They were in The Godfather Part 2, but they didn't act with one another. So that doesn't count. They might have been in the same movie, but they didn't act with one another. So that's why why Heat was a big deal. Watching them sit and have a conversation in Heat. They haven't done that many films together. This was like, this was their fourth one and their third where they actually act with one another. They act fine. I think their chemistry is good. And I mentioned Ray Romano. Impressed. Ray Romano, folks. He's an actor. Yes. I mean, you gotta, you gotta give props when you see Ray Romano in a Scorsese film. And he does a fine job. He did. Props to Ray Romano. I'm looking down here, and I thought this was good. And I caught this too. One of Joe Pesci's line in the movie, one of his lines. <laughs> what, what was that? About uh, uh, Danny Ferry. Danny Ferry. <laughs> David Ferry. Danny Ferry was a basketball player. He played for Duke, and he was on the Cavs, actually. That's why I said Danny Ferry. But uh, David Ferry, okay, is referenced in this movie. He has a very small role, the character. Joe Pesci says in the film, quote, a fairy named Fairy. And I, I, Mike, what is he talking about? And the very next scene, you see this guy, and like, you can tell he's going through chemotherapy. He's got like the fake hair and the eyebrows painted on and everything. And I'm like, they mean the fairy guy that was in JFK? The character that Joe Pesci played in JFK? Oh! Little tidbit there. A fairy named Fairy. I can't believe he can still get away with stuff like that today. Hey ho! Ho way! Yeah! You just can't! You just can't nowadays, folks. You just can't. I mean, watch films from the 80s. The things they said back then. You can't say that shit now. No way. <laughs> can't. They got that one off. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to bring up Rourke again. Because I find... Him saying 
that he was rumored to be in the film when he really wasn't strikes me as intriguing, and this is why. In 1987, there's a little film called Angel Heart. Remember that one? Guess who's in it? Mickey Rourke? And Robert De Niro. De Niro played the devil. My thought, (laughs) what I think is, I don't think Mickey and uh, good old Robbie got along in that film. And as much as Mickey Rourke wanted to be in this movie, I think De Niro trumps you, pal. He trumped you. (laughs) Because, and I know Ray Liotta wanted to be in this film. Guess what? If Scorsese wanted you to be in the movie, you would have been in the movie. He would have fit you in, I think. (laughs) There's a lot of characters in that movie. Okay? Mick... Ray, you just don't, I I hate to say it. I do because when you look back at some of these guys, these actors, I smile and I go, Mickey Rourke, by God, you were just one of the best actors in the 80s. He was, folks. He was. And the wrestler, that was sort of a fluke thing that happened. The right time, the right place, the right opportunity um, and it happened and it was beautiful just to watch Mickey act again in a successful film I just don't see it happening again I mean I just don't unfortunately time has passed on some actors where De Niro it doesn't like they're almost timeless De Niro might be one of those actors. Just timeless. Ray Liotta. No. And Mickey Rourke. Sorry. It's sad. It is. That business will. Welcome you with open arms. Mickey. We love you. In the 80s we loved you. Yes. And then they use you. And they just fucking spit you out. Because what's Mickey doing now? Okay, he had the wrestler. And that was great. But what did he do before then? For like 10 years before that. And what has he done since? You know? In the, the amount of talent that Mickey Rourke has in his pinky finger, most actors don't in their entire bodies. But, hey. That's... Is the business. And that might be another thing I talk about. In the future. The business of show. And just how. Fucked up. It really is. Thank you for listening. To the actors room. My name is Jeff Tarowski. Please support the show on. iTunes. Facebook. Twitter. And. The website, theactorsroom.lipson.com. You go on there and you can support the show. I also have a donate button. Oh, yes, you can donate a penny if you want. I hope all of you out there had a great day. Mm. I hope it was wonderful. 
I'm not being sarcastic. I really mean it from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> As I get older, I get a little more sarcastic. I am. I lie. <laughs> now, I hope everybody out there is doing good. I, I, I don't like being fake. Uh, doing this show, it's, it's great. Uh, although I've been away from it, I had, a, I had to take care of a few things. Um, there is a great listener. His name is David Silva, and he's a great supporter of this show. He will drop a line, say hello, uh, give comments. He gives a lot of uh, great advice for this show. And I appreciate you, Dave. Um, one of the reasons why I continue to do this show is because of uh, people like Dave that listen they give comments, they show they care, and that means a lot. So, um, as much as the show may not be number one anymore, um, I'm finding that dropping in, doing a show, hey, this is my show, and I'll do it when I can. And hopefully I will get into doing it on a regular basis because there are a few shows that I enjoy to listen to. And I get pissed if they're not consistent. And I fear that just doing it when I want to, um, there's going to be people turned off by it. But, hey, if people like the show enough, they'll wait until I come out with a show, right? I mean, hey, that's just reality. Uh, I don't make any money doing this. You know, it's not like I get a paycheck for doing this. I do it because I want to. And I wanted to do The Irishman because what a film. And here we are. It's Christmas time. Merry Christmas. It's only a few weeks away. Crazy. So I know I said I'd do Rourke. But maybe I'll do a Christmas movie because it's Christmas. I'll pick one. I'll talk about it. I'll say how much I love it. And I'll say how much I hate some things about it. Maybe. If not. I'll just boast about it. There's a lot of great Christmas movies out there. And last year, my brother and I did a show where we highlighted some shows that are movies that we liked and things like that. Here we go. You can hear it. My voice is going. So thanks a lot for listening. Um, those of you who still listen to the show, thanks for the support. Keep listening. And uh, I hope you didn't hate the show. I hope to bring... More shows that really say something. That's my goal. Um, I love listening to shows that do that. That really say something. Instead of just bullshit. And things that you've heard before. Um, haven't received that much response about my River Phoenix update. I thought that show would, I don't know. create. It did a little. A little. But not that much. So it could be that my audience is just small. And the reaction I got, it was okay. But I thought I'd get more. Um, so I'm hoping to give you more shows like that. Interesting topics. Things to chew on. like More like news. Or things that you're like, interesting. We'll talk about it. If there are any suggestions out there. Uh, people like, hey, talk about this. Leave comments on Facebook or the website. 
Um, I think Facebook's the best way to do it. You can just message me through Facebook. I'll see it. Uh, That's the quickest way to contact me. And since I'm going to continue with the show for now, I will try to get out those uh, actor studio, not actor studio, the actor's room mugs. It's been like a year and I feel bad. I promised you I would do it. There are people waiting for them and even I want one. So we'll see. Hopefully I can get it out to you soon. I think they will come out. It just, I don't know when they'll come out. Okay, maybe after the holidays when I have money again. You know how it is, man. The holidays come and your checkbook is a little lighter. Your wallet's lighter. Your checking account. What's that? Exactly. Okay. The Irishman episode over. I'm starting to get a headache. Oh boy. Thanks for listening. Hope you tune in next time in the actor's room. God bless you. Have a good one.